and radio check, please. I'm moving up and down, side to side, like a roller coaster. Esteban, I don't want you fighting with Fernando. Is that understood? All the time you have to leave a space. Just leave me alone, I know what to do. Radio check. Loud and clear. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Radio Check Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Ravneet. And in today's episode, we will be talking about Alpha Towery. Um, without going into too much details, we are both growing through it today, so... <laughs> we are. Very chaotic, but... The pain. Also, Mars and Leo, so if I'm a bitch, it's not personal. <laughs> you have been warned, listeners. Anyways, let's get into it. So, first and foremost, I think we should discuss the race situation. So, this weekend we were supposed to be racing in Imola, but unfortunately the race has been cancelled due to flooding. Yes, um, the region where Imola is, uh, that's called Emilia-Romagna, it's experiencing, experiencing the worst flood in the last 100 years. They're literally underwater. I saw like I saw videos and photos and I saw a TikTok the other day of this guy that filmed at the train station and there was a voice that, that was saying, you know, there's a voice that's saying like it's forbidden to cross through the train tracks. You have to use the underpassage. And then the guy was like, filming the train tracks, there were literally a river. And then filming the underpassages, there were like water coming up up until the first step and he was like yeah sure <laughs> it's very sad there have been very various victims various people affected uh people that don't have a house uh people that are really struggling the cat the imola cat for molino is all good he's safe the imola city council has confirmed it because they know what's up they know that we care but yeah it is a very bad situation for emilia romagna and uh, especially for Romania, because Emilia-Romagna is a region, but it's divided in two. And like on the western side of Bologna, it's Emilia, and they're fine. On the eastern side of Bologna is Romagna, and that's where the floodings are happening. But the whole region is struggling right now. And to be honest, the whole of Italy is, is going through it at the moment. So sending love and prayers to everyone. Yep. We've also had F1 and Ferrari actually donating money to support the cause. I think it was Ferrari who actually kind of started with this when they made their huge donation, which was amazing. And then Formula One also made a donation of 1 million euros to the Emilia-Romagna region agency for territorial safety and civil protection to support communities affected by the flooding. Um, so we have hospitalities donating lots of food, anything can, they can do to really help. And um, we've had the Alpha Tauri team actually physically being there to help. Like you might have seen on social media that um, there was a couple of photos of Yuki Sonoda and his team physically like brushing away the water and trying to like move the water from the streets just to really help out physically, which is just amazing yes it is amazing it is amazing to see everyone come together to help this wonderful region that gave us so many wonderful things emilia romagna is actually the heart of motorsports in italy it's such an important region for 
motorsports and the automobile industry in general. It hosts the so-called Motor Valley, which is an area that's actually in Emilia, not in Romagna, that is home to a huge number of circuits and a huge number of teams. <laughs> we have obviously Ferrari, which is in Maranello, which is near Modena. And then we have Ducati, which competes in MotoGP. And then we also have Lamborghini, Maserati, Dallara, Pagani, and I'm not going to list them all because it's too many. But also we have Alfa Tauri, which is in Faenza, which is actually 15 minutes away from Imola. So this would have been their home race. Alfa Tauri is not in the Moto Valley, but it is in the most affected part of the region. And some people that work at Hafatari have been like has been reported that they their houses have been affected. So So yeah, we kind of decided that in today's episode we'll be dedicating this episode to the Alphatari team, the whole team as a whole. Despite it being an underdog team, it has a really, really big history and an interesting one found whilst kind of researching everything for this episode. So yeah really long history it's changed its names a couple of times it's even changed its owners a couple of times so let's get into it yes what we know today is Alphatari was actually founded in 1979 as Minardi by Giancarlo Minardi whose family managed the Fiat dealership and the Agip fuel station in Faenza. It entered F1 in 1985 and it had very little success. They never achieved the podium finish. Their higher position reach was fourth. Uh, but they, they, they are underdogs, but they were loved by many people. I would like to say that. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, it really, they gave kind of an F1 start to so many drivers, many drivers that are very popular in terms of names they've made a name for themselves that you might know of so um many champions and race winners as well so Fernando Alonso Mark Webber those names must ring a bell yes <laughs> a couple of Italians as well like Alessandro Nannini and then we also had Giancarlo Fisichella um who's in cars by the way <laughs> um we have Yarno Trulli who's a race yeah. winner we have Christian Fittipaldi and Jose Verstappen. Yos Verstappen. Yos Verstappen. <laughs> Father the human of torch. Ooh. You know, you know. If you know, you know. And then we also have Alex Zanardi, who is a two times car IndyCar World Series champion. And it also, he became a Paralympic athlete in cycling and competed in 2012 in London and 2016 in um brazil and he's now in a coma <laughs> just left you in shock he's in a coma he had an, an accident he was cycling on the street and he got run over by a truck and he's in a coma oh my god i <laughs> did not know that that leaving aside the coma <laughs> we also have the 24-hour Le Mans of Le Mans winners, Michael Boreto and Marc Genet. Marc Genet is actually now a Ferrari test driver as well. Oh, that's a fun fact. Interesting. Keeping it very Italian then. Um, but yeah, many drivers had their start in Minardi. And yeah, so many of the names that we've listed. But because of the last of wins the whole like team it was sold to Red Bull in 2005 yes but as part of the agreement Red Bull 
have to keep the team based in Faenza, which Italians appreciate a lot. There was also a petition to keep the historic name Minardi, but it was not successful. And the team was then named Scuderia Toro Rosso, which literally means, uh, Toro Rosso literally means Red Bull. Very, you know, creative of them. And it became the junior team to Red Bull Racing, and the aim was to develop drivers for their senior team. They had Franz Toss appointed, appointed? <laughs> they had Franz Toss appointed team principal um, of Scuderia Toro Rosso, and he basically had a lot of faith in the team. He believed that the team should be a solid midfield team, they should be able to reach fifth place in the Constructors' Championships. And he actually went on to re- to get the team some good results. So um, over the years, they achieved sixth place in a couple of years in 2008, 2019 and 2021. Fun fact, from 2007 until 2013 and in 2016, Toro Rosso had a Ferrari engine. And then in 2014, 15 and 17, they used Renault engine. And now they're using Honda and Red Bull powertrains. Very interesting. They haven't they've been using kind of engines there. Um, the team has then gone on to move to complete independence from being the junior team to the Red Bull racing team, which it was before. But then in 2010, Franz Tost and Helmut Marco agreed that Toro Rosso should compete as more of a sister team to Red Bull rather than being a junior team. I mean, like Minardi, Toro Rosso gave so many drivers their F1 start, like Sebastian Vettel, who was won for them in Monza in 2008. It was actually the first ever win. They never won as Minardi, but they did win as Toro Rosso with Sebastian Vettel. And fun fact, Toro Rosso won an F1 race before Red Bull did. (laughs) And it was only a first time in history that Toro Rosso outperformed Red Bull. Then Daniel Ricciardo came on, and then Max Verstappen, Daniel Kvyat, Carlos Sainz, and then Pierre Gasly, who gave them their second win, also in Monza. But in 2020, by then, the team was already called Alfa Tauri. So in 2020, Toro Rosso rebranded from Toro Rosso to Alfa Tauri, and that was basically to promote Red Bull's fashion brand, Alfa Tauri. Um, which is kind of sad because Scuderia Toro Rosso was retiring the whole thing, like in the name, after 14 years. Um, so that was a really long time. They were kind of putting that <laughs> in its past. And France Toss still remained team principal of Alpha Tauri. He still is. So when the rebrand happened, they had Danny Kvyat and Pierre Gasly drive for their debut season. Sadly. <laughs> Franz Doss will step down as team principal at the end of 2023 after 18 years. Um, so far, he's the longest serving principal and he will be replaced by Laurent McKees. And another fun fact, because I'm the queen of fun facts, um, Laurent McKees is right now Ferrari Sporting Director, but he got his F1 start in no other than Minardi. <laughs> um, he was Mark Webber's race engineer. And then he became chief engineer for Toro Rosso and stayed there for 2005 until 2014. Then he moved and worked for the FIA and then he became sporting director in Ferrari. 
and he's now back. He's going through soccer circle and is going back to Scuderia Alfatari. So that was a very quick rundown, but I think a good summary of the whole history of AlphaTauri and how it's become AlphaTauri starting off as Minardi. And that's a long time, like 1985 was when the whole kind of story started. Um, and it's interesting because even though they're an Italian team, both their drivers today, oh no, I'm gay. <laughs> I was just thinking about how, did they start with Italian drivers back in 1985? I'm pretty sure they did. I'm gonna go check, but I think they did. Yeah. Um. Oh my God! Did you know that Flavio Flavio Briatore has been an owner of Minardi, the head of Minardi, no, an owner of Minardi from '96 and '97, like a shareholder. Wow. <laughs> no, he's kept he's kept that going for a while. Yes, they started with one Italian driver, Pierluigi Martini. I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> no. Uh, he was one of the debut drivers then. Today, they're driving with Nick DeVries and Yuki. Yuki, no! <laughs> they're not doing as great as we've expected mm. them to do. I think Yuki's doing quite well. Nick DeVries has been told you know watch out perform better otherwise you know your seat could be risky right now yeah i mean they have a tractor they do they do need to upgrade <laughs> their whole car but interesting <laughs> conversation so we know that in 2010 marco helmet marco and franz toss had a conversation about Alpha Tauri being a more of a sister team rather than a junior team that would kind of have drivers promoted to Red Bull Racing. But do we think Alpha Tauri, like, what do, you, do we think the drivers actually consider that to be a thing? Do we think Alpha Tauri today is actually a sister team or do we still think that in some views it could be viewed as a junior team where drivers are still hoping that they can be promoted to Red Bull Racing. I mean, drivers are not stupid. <laughs> like, they, no. AlphaTauri is full on a sister team. Obviously, if your team is sister team with another team that's doing better, you're part of the that family and you're always hoping to be promoted. But I don't think these drivers are thinking, I'm here just as a, like a, a stepping stone and then I'm going to go into Red Bull because... I mean, they're not stupid. There's no place in Red Bull right now. There hasn't been for a while. The last one to be promoted was Alex Albon. And he wasn't, that wasn't a great experience. And before him, it was Pierre. And that wasn't a great experience. And then before him, it was Max Verstappen, who was swapped from Toro Rosso to Red Bull. And Daniel Kvyat was swapped back. So Max Verstappen to took his seat and his wife yep yep he did <laughs> well some may say that they have their thoughts on that but it's it's doing well for max for Stefan, i guess so it's fine i guess for max. Good moves for him. i don't know i think up until pierre's recent move of moving teams completely and leaving the red bull family leaving the alfatari family i think I don't know if it was embedded or if this is just me projecting in what I thought. I really thought that drivers would 
be staying in that family with some sort of hopes to not necessarily be promoted to Red Bull, but just because they are doing better, um, at least up until the AlphaTauri car gets improved to a point where they can compete with Red Bull. But I don't think that that's going to be a thing, especially now that Red Bull is going to happen. They're not going to let them. They're not going to let them do that. Carlos Sainz actually left the Red Bull family and moved to Renault. And he said in various interviews that he was like, I'm not dumb. Like, he didn't actually say it like that, but it's obvious. Like, he's like, I'm not stupid. I can see that there's no place for me in Red Bull. And I'm not staying here. And in this team, I need to move on with my career. It was actually Barcelona last year at the press conference that uh, they asked Pierre if he planned on signing again with Afatari or what he was going to do. And Carlos actually said to him during the press conference, he was like, you know, um, don't be afraid of leaving the family to find yourself a better career opportunity because you can't be stuck in that position. And Pierre said, I have no hopes in going to Red Bull right now because I know that there's no place for me in Red Bull. And then he signed with AlphaTauri, but then he signed with Alpine as well. So whatever. But no, drivers are not stupid. Drivers know that they're not going to move. But they also know that if they're Red Bull junior drivers and the opportunity that they have to get into F1 is by going to AlphaTauri, then they are going to do it. And if they find, like Carlos Sainz did, like Pierre did, if they find a better option, then they're going to move. And also Nick DeVries, for example, he was not, he was not a rebel junior driver. He was, he was a Mercedes Formula E, Formula E driver. Honestly, (laughs) it hasn't been a junior team since 2008. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, so you do stand by what Helmut Marco and Franz Tost made that when they said that statement. So I guess that's fair enough. And drivers should know what they're getting themselves into when they do. Hmm, interesting. So I'm just looking at the future of AlphaTauri. We've discussed the history. Now we're looking into the future. And some there's rumours going around. Obviously, we don't know as much as the people inside. Like, no. But the future of AlphaTauri, one article here says that it's unclear as to whether they're looking to relocate to the UK or sell AlphaTauri which is crazy. Are they? Yeah, there's rumours of AlphaTauri potentially being sold that are circulating around, which is very interesting. And now I don't Bull- think... I don't think... Nah. <laughs> <laughs> also, no. Like, imagine, imagine how many people will be left without a job. And if they want to keep the same people, how many visa sponsorships do they have to give? It would be a lot, but then it would kind of give Red Bull Racing the opportunity to work more closely with AlphaTauri, I guess, especially if they're kind of both in the whole Red Bull family under that big umbrella. I don't... But... No, they already use the same simulator. The simulator is at the Rebel factory. Oh, do they? Yeah. I would like to think that it's fake. I would hope to think that it's fake because it's it's such an important business in Italy, most sport. 
and so many people will be out of jobs. And also, AlphaTauri is so involved with uh, helping uh, young people getting into uh, Formula One and getting their start there. They actually have internship programs that they run. They actually have like master classes that they run for people that they want to enter into Formula One. And yes, they're open for everyone for from around the world, but it's pretty obvious that it's going to attract people that are more local. So I really hope that is not true because AlphaTauri gives so so many like big opportunities for um, Europeans, especially to get their start in F1. Because let's not forget that there's 10 teams on the grid and seven of them are in the UK. Their factories are based in the UK. I'm trying to think of the ones that aren't. AlphaTauri, Ferrari and Alpine. Think about it. Yeah. Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes, McLaren, McLaren yeah. Aston Martin, Red Bull, Williams. Oh, Williams. Is Haas? Where is Haas located? Is Haas, that... is, Haas is American. It is. Oh, yeah, because um, who was it? They were saying, um, but surely is it based in Haas F1? It's American licensed. Headquarters. Are we talking about headquarters or their factory? Yeah. I don't know Both. if they're the same thing because Both. I guess the headquarters are, they do have a UK factory based in, maybe still that. Whoa. Short drive from Silverstone. Yeah. But they have the US. Bainbury. Bainbury, England. Bainbury. <laughs> yeah, Bainbury. Wow. That, they're really all in kind of the same area. They're located in a, close proximity to where Silverstone is it's all very accessible it's basically in the middle of nowhere yeah but so is the Mutch Valley <laughs> it's in the yeah. middle of nowhere <laughs> that's where all the factories want to be want to be based that they would take a lot of the history away then if they were to all move it to the UK and it was one of the agreements in the buying contract that the team needed to stay in Italy yeah. and Minardi uh, the man himself not the team the man himself still does go once <laughs> once in a while he goes to the races he goes to visit um did you actually that minardi still competes in motorsports Ooh, no i did not which which other motorsports do they compete in in 2008 they were in indycar but like i went on the website before and they yeah they did indycar for years well, they're still active. They're still... Oh, they do, like, historical stuff, like, with old cars. But, yeah, they did IndyCar for a bit. That's nice that they still have ties so much. So, yeah, I guess the Imola weekend, the status I've just seen still says postponed, but I can... I think we can agree it's kind of cancelled. They, it... they postponed it. Right, so... They postponed it in a weird way. So basically, the contract for Imola ran out in 2025. And they were like, they pushed it to 2026. Oh, okay. Right. So they'll get that extra race in that year. That's quite clever. Um, But for this weekend, there hasn't been any physical racing there, obviously. But Max Verstappen has been praised for organizing kind of a replacement race online. So... 
I think it's Team Redline that were holding a sim event on Sunday, which yeah, went on a couple of hours ago. Yeah, yeah, and they're raising money for those impacted by the floods. So is um, Williams. Yes, I think Lando Norris also held kind of an online charity event on Friday via his like Twitch streaming. So I'm not too sure if he was competing in some actual racing or whether it was just his regular twi- Twitch streams, but with the side of, you know, donating. I think stuff. it and was his regular stuff. <laughs> which, which is great because it's kind of typical Lando Norris on his more <laughs> Twitch platforms, but using it for using yeah. it for the good thing. Yeah, but there has been racing. Actually, Sky Sports Italy, at the time that they were meant to show the race, they showed the F1 Academy race, which happened in Barcelona this weekend. And we have two new winners that have not won before before (laughs) in F1 Academy. And these girls are just killing it. Marta Garcia is leading the championship by a lot of points. Very cool. They're moving out of Spain now. They were in Valencia and now they're in Barcelona and then they're going far away. <laughs> oh, also, I don't know if you knew, but yesterday F1 live streamed the 2005 San Marino Grand Prix, which uh, it's how the Imola Grand Prix used to be called. Um, we live streamed it and it was a close fight between... Alonso and Michael Schumacher and on Sky Sports Italy the whole day they've been showing old Emola Grand Prix but all the ones where Schumacher won they're not gonna <laughs> they're not gonna pull out one um where someone else won I kind of want to <laughs> see the 94 one I've never seen it oh, that's so funny but I love that they're going going through their own journey through time kind of like what we've done in so yeah very nice and again yeah our thoughts go out to all the people affected in Imola hoping that all the donations and everything can kind of go towards more people helping the area get kind of sorted out after the flooding but also provide some sort of compensation in any way that they can for anything that's been lost obviously that's quite difficult but yeah yeah also i just wanted to point out there's a group of young students well young people that live in the area they have created a huge group group chat on whatsapp and they are writing down like we need help in this city in this street and they're just going and helping and it's like young people in their 20s that are going to help the affected areas and I think it's really sweet that's really good yeah we'll have um we can direct you to f1 their instagram's page they have a link in their bio as I'm sure I think a lot of the teams do Ferrari for one definitely will as well um if people can donate yeah um if anyone happens to be in the go out and help yeah, you can donate to the Emilia Romagna Civic Service. They're the ones that like kind of take care of all of it. But yeah, we can redirect you to it with a link, with a cheeky link. <laughs> yeah. Um. With that said, we're gonna end this episode here. Thank you. Here, here. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed your 
F1 free weekend. Um, we're coming next weekend with Monaco. Oh my gosh, Monaco. <laughs> oh my gosh, Monaco. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And we will see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye.